This week on the show, we're joined by John, who's here to talk to us about the Universal Orlando Hotels. We have a really good chat about all things Universal, but also about some of the stuff that Disney's doing in a minute, and why we kind of all think that more and more people will be staying at Universal in the weeks and months ahead. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. So this week we have uh, John on the show. Who, John? You have um, you've been tweeting us for for quite a while and almost been um, our man on the ground at Universal. Kind of certainly, and appreciate it. Kind of correcting us where we've made some some mistakes <laughs> when we're talking about Universal. But I mean, obviously you're 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 able to visit quite quite a fair bit. But um, yeah, welcome to the show. It's been it's really nice to talk to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've actually just because of conferences and work and schedules and the fact that I want to have a happy wife. Um, I've been to Universal. I think I was calculating up 53 days um, during this annual pass. Yes, hold on. I need to do it correctly. You know, because I am an annual pass holder. So <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't let that go. <laughs> I, I Can I get it, it close? Yeah, oh, pretty, pretty close. I keep it quiet okay. that I was an annual pass holder for Disneyland Paris. Yes, that's a little different, though. That's not yeah. like Disney World or Disneyland. No, I mean, it's it costs peanuts and then anyone right. can get one. So it's and you kind of reluctantly go because it's closest. Well, that's kind of the argument with the season pass at Universal. The basic season pass for a non-Florida resident is $304 plus tax for a year. Now you've got blackout dates and you got this, but that's way different than the cheapest pass I can get to Walt Disney World right now as a non-Florida resident. It's like, if I could get one, over $1,200. Yeah, that's insane. Really? That yeah. Insane. That's huge. And obviously I'm talking US, but you guys are used to doing the conversions. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But I mean... It's an interesting time, I think, because I've I've stayed on property at Disney World probably every trip, every, yeah, every single trip for the last eleven, maybe twelve years, and I get it. it it's COVID. Disney Disney don't really want people booking up, and you know they're only doing say thirty five percent capacity, forty percent capacity, whatever it whatever it is the chaplet decides in a given week. Um, they, they're not encouraging people back. They don't necessarily want Mm-mm. the international travelers even thinking about booking yet. But even so, when I'm when we're certainly sat here in the UK and we're looking at Universal versus Disney World, Universal at the minute is is, is winning 
every time, uh, not just on cost yeah, and, as well. Right. And Universal just came out. I just was watching both of them today because I'm, you know, kind of in between freelance jobs today. Um, they just put out two videos of one here. We'll show you what it's like to stay at the hotels. And here we'll show you how to have a socially distanced time at Universal. Now, I would like to make fun of them that they started in Hogsmeade, which is the least socially distanced place on the planet. <laughs> yeah. But but in fairness, in fairness, because there's that huge log jam with Hagrid's and just getting into Hogsmeade through Island Adventure. It's only going to get worse. Start in Lost the, Continents, surely. Yeah, exactly. With the news of Velocicoaster, because as I for kind of warned you, Ryan, in a tweet this morning, Universal is doing everything to make it sound like they're about to make some announcement. They put up new signs, they put up new merch, mm. and they put out the grand opening for the Velocicoaster merch, and they had to pull it back because it was too soon, which Universal is famous for the, oh, let me tell you, oh, was I not supposed to tell you that? And then take it back. And so, but yeah, yeah it's a big difference. Yeah, huge. And I mean, for one, they've got Velocicoaster opening this year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yes, it's fair to say Disney have got Ratatouille opening, but I mean, I've been on Ratatouille and I can already tell the two just don't compare. Yep. And, you know, Tron, Tron progress in the same time that Universal have been working on Velocicoaster. It's like, come on. Yeah, Universal took the, we're granted, they have Comcast, so they have, they have more financial support behind them than Disney did with the parks going down. Yeah. Because, I mean, Comcast has become, you know, the where I live, and I live in rural no, I wouldn't call it rural. There's a college, there's a major university in my town, but you know, it's a, it's a rural area in Illinois. And, you know, I have to have Comcast for my internet because it's the only decent option. And so, you know, Universal was like, okay, we'll keep building. And they just worked night and day on the, well, it looked like they worked night and day on the coaster. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then you probably, I mean, my guess on Guardians and Tron is probably spring 23. 2022 maybe that is the rumor that i'm hearing but you know that could change at a moment's notice because universal won't warn you and disney will tell you then it'll be a year, a year later yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure we're here about i think once ratatouille opens we'll hear a bit more about those two other attractions but yeah so i mean tell us a bit more about universal because i mean obviously we we chat on twitter a, a fair bit and you, you you know, you're very fortunate to be out of traveling. Yes. Time. I can see you're wearing a Universal uh, hoodie at the minute. I do have my Universal hoodie on. It was in the rotation of from, these are from, the, I realized I had done that this morning. I live in the world of being legally colorblind. And so when I worked as a tennis professional, not that I was very good, don't get that idea, but enough to make a living. Um, I used to be told, okay, this is what you're wearing this day. And you, if they would put it in the order in the closet in the hotel room and I would just pick it. Well, that's how I do things now. So this was just the order today. I think I have a marble shirt underneath this with from universal also, but yeah, we've been, we've been quite a lot during this period of time and it's been easy and it's been relatively simple and the rates for, and I know they're going up cause I was work, working with somebody the other day, but the rates for staying at dockside Surfside, which are part of endless summer resort, which is really stupid marketing, but mm-hmm. Universal's famous for that. And Cabana Bay, um, Last three trips, that's where we've stayed. And I think I've paid with tax. Oh, I know I've paid less than $80 a night for all three. Yeah. That's um, incredible. Now, granted, some of, some of that was annual pass holder rate, but one of it wasn't. One of it was we booked in first week of February. 
for Dockside. And it was, it was a booking site that you could get to easily. It was lower than the annual pass rate. I paid $70 a night for a week. Wow. Yeah. Just, that's crazy with the difference, isn't it? Between the, the you know, the, the entry level Disney ones compared to the entry level universals. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, w- I was looking through that for just like the same week. Cause I got, cause you know, my wife and I, our honeymoon, typical story. We went to Disney world. See if that sounds familiar to anyone in this room. We went to <laughs> Disney world because, cause she had gone on a senior trip and it had not gone very well. And she has all these bad experiences. I was like, Oh, I can start my marriage off correctly. At least get something right in my marriage. Let's go to Disney world and make sure things go correctly. And, you know, we have nostalgia for that. And we, we even went to Hollywood studios when it was, when it was a half day park, when toy story mania wasn't up and galaxy's edge was, wasn't being created. And, and, and we loved it there, but I crunched the numbers real quick and I was like, okay, let me get this straight. I can go to Disney World for a week or I can go to Universal for a month. Yeah, it's, <laughs> This is not hard for me to figure out. No, it is, it is crazy. And I think, the, I mean, the reason I've been looking still at, I, I think for Disney hotels, I do believe the dining plan. So for the dining plan in the UK is, is big because we tend, yes. to stay, we tend to go for two weeks and I get, there's a lot of people in the US that go, oh, it's not worth it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But when you're, you know, when I was when I had the dining plan, which was, I think, mostly free, I may have upgraded it slightly, but it was pretty much included in my package deal. When I was there for three weeks for my honeymoon, you know, I, yeah. I ate at the Cellier twice. I ate mm-hmm. at um, um, loads of those kind of top two two credit restaurants. And I think when you, when you price it up, you're like, yeah, there's no way I'd... I'd go in and spend mm-hmm. and spend money when I'm out there. So it, it does make sense. And I think a lot of people here in the UK have been put off booking their next trip to Disney World. And I think Disney have done this on purpose because there are, there's literally no reason to at the minute. Now, I mean, you know, from my tweeting and, you know, if you can see the behind the scenes ghostwriting that I've done for other people, I obviously am pro-universal over Disney, but to Disney's, Disney's disadvantage if Universal does something stupid um, from an optic standpoint with social distancing and virus control, there's going to be an uproar and it's going to appear on CNN for about an hour and it's going to go away. If Disney does it, that's two weeks news. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to also be, give them a little credit, even though I love to make fun of Lex Luthor. That's what we call him. We call Bob Chapek <laughs> here. So I, yeah. I know I've given, yeah. And I, he's made lots of bad decisions we can see now, but, I make fun of what I do as a pastor, that I make bad decisions. If I had known the virus was coming, we talk about this all the time. I didn't know the virus was coming. Who knew the, you know, mm. um, so I'm not being too critical, but when he, whenever he's in doubt, the decision has been to cut. And now he throws Josh out in front and says, Hey, Josh, you're good looking. Everyone likes you. Why don't you go talk to people for me? Yeah. And so. The problem is at the minute, he, he can't win people over with his uh, nope. charming smile because he's got nope. a mask on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, even, it, even his $10 Disney mask, even his, t- yeah, $10 Disney mask. I'm surprised they've not made one of um, Josh Tamara, to be honest. That would be a good move. Yeah, it would sell, that's for sure. Maybe that'll be when Disneyland finally opens in 2023. We could, they'll do that. Yeah, well, you could pay to get in next month, you know, $75 to try some food for a $25 event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast out of my area. But I have some friends who are working on one and they're like, oh, yeah, we are going to have a field day on this and people are going to go anyway. 
oh yeah, they'll sell out. They'll sell out. And Disney, that's why they're doing it. They know they know they will. But I mean, you're paying seventy five. Like obviously, you get the twenty five dollar gift card back, but seventy five dollars to try food that you can buy in Disneyland if the park were open, huh. and then spend money on merchandise. It's just it's daylight robbery, pretty much. But um, the California places they you know Knott's Land Knott's Landing that's so stupid Knott's Berry Farm um, Six Flags they've done these food events and they have gone over really really well yeah and so Disney is trying anything which is why those of us who focus on Universal are kind of like how come Universal Studios Hollywood hasn't even talked about opening yeah yeah I mean, no, it's definitely City Walk's open but their City Walk is not even to the level of Universal well that's not fair their city walk is not to the point where they could make enough money to make it really worth their time to open. Yeah. Whereas Universal could. Universal yeah. Orlando could do it. Yeah. And did no, that, for a while. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, the queue for Voodoo Donuts alone must have uh, been working for them. Uh, yeah, the queue, and they, in fairness, I'm the biggest critic critic of Universal's mobile app and their mobile ordering system. It's it's ten percent the quality of Disney's, and Disney's isn't great. Mm. Um, but the the voodoo donut i've not done it but everybody who's done it's like oh yeah i just mobile ordered and did it and i picked it up outside now i remember doing it this will be dated a while back when because i was having a marble day and i was leaving my hotel and think we're at cabana bay and did all the marble super island stuff and then came back to cabana bay and had shawarma because i was going with the avengers theme and then went went back to see the movie at the movie and ordered mobile ordered my donuts before I went to the movie theater and then kick out after the long movie came back out and they still weren't ready. So I'm one of those people who doesn't do well with it. So, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Actually, the, yeah. the last time I was in Disney was the first time I tried the, the mobile order and it was fantastic actually, I have to say. So I will give it yeah. a go in universal next time. It's, I have not had good experience with it. Let's just yeah. put it that way. I mean, as you said, Disney's Disney side is workable at best. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think both definitely need to evolve moving forwards. So, I mean, let's talk about hotels because one of the reasons, I guess one of the reasons I'm still considering staying at Disney, um, which is kind of, sh I'm shocked even saying it out loud, is because of my, my daughter and mm -hmm. thinking about taking her for the first time next year where mm -hmm. she will probably, well, she'll she be between, she'll, she'll probably be two, I would think, by the time we get over there. Um, you got to get over there before you have to pay for a ticket. Yeah. We did that with our son. Now my son is in college now, but we did that with our son. It was like, we're going to go. Well, why are we going? Because it doesn't cost anything for him right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. exactly. So like, we're, you know, we're weighing up potentially staying at somewhere like the Poly. Right. Just because it's so close to magic, you can, duck in and out mm -hmm. as much as you like which makes sense but i mean universal hotels i've stayed at the the hard rocks the only one that i've um stayed at i thought it was it was a great hotel i think for me it was a little too loud loud mm -hmm. yeah and that and i wouldn't be in a i think i thought i really enjoyed the hotel but i wouldn't be in a rush to go back there for that reason alone but yeah i mean, I mean the big the biggest advantage of the hard rock is well, Express Pass, oh, which was obviously great, obviously, yeah. and that you—it's literally faster to walk than to take the boat. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we, you're going to Studios that. Florida, because you have the special dedicated entrance and security and something you want to figure in if you come to the US in the next year and a half with temp checks and extra security, um, being able to avoid that line is a big perk of staying at the, what, what are we calling it now at Universal? Premium. They keep changing the names. Premier Hotels. Sorry. <laughs> Premier Hotels. Um, and that's a big perk. But just to depress you, because I was looking at it while you were talking, for October 13th through the 20th of this year, because those are the dates I picked because I had a conference and it's Halloween Horror Nights. Um, Hard Rock is 287 for that time. Polly is 647. Yeah. Wow. Now things will change and Disney will do more promotions and Universal will do more promotions, but no one argues that the, if you compare apples to apples that the Lowe's hotels, because we need to remember the Lowe's hotels, which is an upscale chain, they run all universals. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Are far better when you compare, you know, on paper, the two together. One, the hotels that the way they value them are, are the value hotel versus value hotel contest. Even if they were the same price, universals are better, but Agreed. they tend to be, they tend to be about, about half as a general rule. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky, lucky enough to um, kind of get a lot of media material ahead of endless summer opening. Right. Um, e- even though I've not obviously not had a chance to step foot in, in the hotel yet. Um, Dan and I were actually supposed to be going and staying there last was it last October, Dan? Uh, yeah, must have maybe been September. But it was yeah, it would have gone into into October, wouldn't it? Whenever you know, it was during Halloween Horror Nights at some point, right? Yeah, um, and obviously that didn't happen. But yeah, it's just when I remember the last time I stayed at Pop Century as an example, it's it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. The, the top tier Disney hotels, yes, they are incredibly expensive, but if you mm-hmm. get a good deal here in the UK for two weeks, sometimes it's worth it. But yes, I wouldn't stay at a value Disney resort unless it was my only option. Well, we've stayed at, at the value Disney resorts, but we'll do it for like two days. Mm. Like when, when we, and this will tell you the last time I stayed at a Disney hotel, because I tend to stay off site because I do conferences and stuff. And, and then the wife comes along because I'm not stupid. Um, and um, we stayed at Pop Century for two days the two days after the last time they had celebrate a celebration of Harry Potter at Universal's. Mm-hmm. So what would they be February, 2018, I think. Um, and we stayed there and we were, we had been staying at the double tree. I think it was the double tree across from Universal, which is my preferred conference hotel. Um, and we transferred over and it was like, I was like, this hotel is so much worse than the double tree we were staying at. And, you know, my food options were a little bit less, but it was like, I'm not getting anything for this except for the fact that I don't need a car. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that was three years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I think if, if you are staying, if, you, if you're lucky enough to stay at one of Disney's best hotels, mm-hmm. the experience is still, I mean, I, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, three weeks of my honeymoon. So yes. Fan of you, you. You can't compare it. It's incredible. But it comes right. to- if somehow I change industry from being a clergy member to being something else, I'm going to spend two weeks at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I might go to, to, to the resort for three days, but I'm going to spend my time at Animal <laughs> Kingdom Lodge because it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible place. It is. But it, I mean, it's a, honey, it's, a, it's a honeymoon trip place. Yes. Um, you know, there's no way I would, I would look to stay there for 
three weeks anytime soon. Uh-huh. Uh, right. Especially with the rate that Disney's prices go up, like way beyond inflation on a yearly mm-hmm. basis. And that would be my argument. And I'm starting to hear it from people who I talk with and do some used to do a little bit of writing with who were primarily Disney and now they've added Universal to their podcasts and their writing and all their other stuff is we're seriously considering staying at Universal and going to Disney. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the conversation that has to be, has to be had is um, just the endless summer resorts, which are in the old wet and wild spot. If you remember where wet and wild yeah. was, they, they just bought it. It was one of the weirdest things Universal finally bought Wet n Wild, which was the least kept secret in theme park world for like five years that they were going to buy it. And then they buy it. And then, no, no, they don't upgrade the, the water park. They demolish it all, basically. And then they build Volcano Bay next to Cabana Bay. And they literally, it is just crammed in there. If you haven't mm-hmm. been there, it's just crammed in there. If, if you stay at the Cabana Bay Towers you will be woken up in the morning by the sound of the volcano. That's how, that's how close you are. And so they decided they were going to put in these two lower priced hotels because they're trying to expand to the South campus for, for Epic universe, which of course is on, is on incredibly slow pause because they're still working at Epic universe. I still have evidence they're working, but they're not doing anything they can't undo at the moment so everything's kind of on pause I, I, I still believe that if universal continues the way that they are and yes. they open a solid and i'm talking better than what we're seeing in universal studios japan if they open a solid yeah. nintendo offering i think disney could be in a, a not they're not gonna suddenly go out of business but there's some competition there there's some real competition for families there then right well the we're digress. I'll get us back on track in a second. But um, the pl- the rumored, the alleged plans, because it's more than rumored, the alleged plans for Epic Universe is to get the full scale thing mm. almost immediately with Super Nintendo. If Super Nintendo still goes in to Epic Universe. Yeah. There's some contract questions and then we're getting into weird rumors that I have conflicting information. So yeah, I've heard similar things. Who knows where they might have to push ahead, right? Disney parks, but but I mean, but I mean, but the, but the big thing for you, Ryan, if you're gonna you're gonna bring Piper mm. um, to to Universal and Disney is endless summer. The resorts um, they're small enough that you can probably negotiate things. There's going to be a huge problem, but you might be the problem. We'll get to that in a second. But you have a Starbucks in the lobby and I'm not just talking an average Starbucks. These are full fledged Starbucks that look like they're on iDrive. I mean, there's no need to even say anything more. I know. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. When, when we were talking, when we were chatting back and forth about, you know, don't do your universal dining tournament without me. I was like, well, I'm going to have to include Starbucks in like the top 10. I mean, if, if they can include Oga's Cantina in, in the in the in the win, then surely I gotta include <laughs> Starbucks. Um, but in the summer, they have um, all of the lower tier Aventura, Cabana Bay, and in the two in the summer, Surfside and Dockside, they all have in-house Starbucks that are just as good as any Starbucks you go to. And it's wonderful to be able to just have them swipe your app or use your Starbucks gift card. Yeah, you're paying a dollar more than you normally would. But, and you just move on and it, it makes the day go so it's Of course, of course at Universal, they don't disguise the Starbucks. There's, they, don't, they don't theme it as 
what is it creature comforts at animal kingdom something yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they don't disguise it it's here's starbucks here's starbucks so they're well, they they're willing to have sold their soul to the process well they avoid the problem you have in hollywood studios where no one yes knows where it is. no one knows yeah. where it is it's absolutely true if you're holding but, a starbucks cup you just get harassed yes where is it where is it yeah, yeah that that's pretty common i agree that happens i was like whereas at universal that's just like why don't you have a you either have a free stock cup in your hand or a starbucks cup in your hand those are your two choices yeah and that's pretty much what everybody has but surfside and dockside really they are trying to which for those of you not familiar that's the endless summer resort i keep using those terms interchangeably endless summer resort is just two resorts that are across universal boulevard one is dockside and one is surfside surfside is much smaller dockside's larger and has more suites but they are clearly trying to solve the international drive hotel problem for universal. Mm -hmm. Universal is trying to put these people out of business. Like there's a, if you're, if you've stayed there, there's a best Western gateway that's on universal Boulevard, which I've stayed at. Um, it's right up against the endless summer property. And they're charging there almost the same as they are at dockside and surfside. There's no way that's going to work. No, no, no. <laughs> There's, there's some serious long-term problems. And then the Westgate um, Palace um, timeshare setup, they're on the other side of that little lake where they are, and they're charging more than Dockside and Surfside. So that's never going to last. Um, even though Dockside and, and Surfside are not technically on site, they're the same distance from City Walk as Cabana Bay is. Right. Yeah. So, so the bus trip, technically the bus trip, it takes about a minute longer than it does from Cabana Bay. And yes, there are people who time this. <laughs> I, I, I'm worried about their lives, but they time this. In fairness, one of them writes a book. It's the unofficial guide. So we're going to cut him a break, but yeah, yeah, I've had enough. other people do it. Other people do it too. But I mean, the big thing is they have, they have gone to great lengths at Surfside and Dockside, which are not my favorite resorts, by the way, just there will be negatives for those of you wondering if it's coming. Um, if, but if you're going to take a family on a trip to the Orlando area and you're going to spend some of your time at Universal and maybe go to SeaWorld, like the old, I don't know if they still sell it, that super ticket that you used to be able to get in the UK. Yeah, where you got, I don't know if they still do. <laughs> because, because based on my connections in the theme park riding world, I used to be able to get that as a US citizen. Right. Like we used to be able to get the, whatever they call it now, the Explorer Pass or whatever. That you, we can only get here in the U.S. that you get for 14 days mm. at Universal. We could only get that if we bought a package, which was foolish because then you pay another $800 for a package instead of what you should do. But if you were going to do like SeaWorld and you were going to take a day and just go shopping because, you know, for whatever reason, you're, you want to see what capitalism is and all of its opulence here in the U.S. And then you were going to spend four days at Disney and two or three days at Universal and one day at a, at a water park. Just stay at Surfside and Dockside. Even, I mean, the rate for next October before any discount is $104 a night. Yeah. Now it has the same problem as the Disney resorts. It has a parking fee. I think it's $14 if you have a car, you know, but it's not that big a deal. And Uber and Lyft has become like, I've been always against using Uber and Lyft and I've only used them the last three trips. Yeah. I mean, it was just so easy. We even took, we even took Lyft to Disney Springs so that we could go to Everglades and I could use my AMC free tickets because AMC is not at Universal anymore. They're at Disney. So I could suffer through Wonder Woman 1984. Um, 
but I had free popcorn and free soda. So that was fine. Um, I'm same. I I didn't use Uber for for years. And then last trip, it's, it's perfect. You, you know, you just, it's so easy to use. And particularly, I mean, it's a bit of a weird setup, but Universal, obviously, I'm assuming they've still got the top of the car park. But... Yes, they do, which is an improvement over where it used to be. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because, well, yeah, yes. But, yeah, but, but if you take, if you take, but that was built for Uber, which is weird mm. because there's a charge if you take, if you take the Uber to Universal, there's an extra charge on there yes. on your fee that Lyft doesn't charge you, which is like, you made Uber build that and then you're charging them for it. Yeah, you got to give universal awesome. credit. I can't believe they pulled that off. But, it is but smooth, I mean, it's the, the average, the average. But I was just yeah. saying it's very smooth. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we left Halloween Horror Nights a couple of times, admittedly, not at the end of the night when it's manic. Right. Um, because there's no way I'm navigating Uber at that time of night trying to get back to Disney. But, mm-hmm. you know, there was still a fair few people leaving. It's super simple. The only thing as a, as a UK guest is we, we, you know, trying to navigate the joys of Wi-Fi because if you switch to yes. 4G, then you're in trouble with your data plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I mean, like looking at the specs and I have the travel agent specs for Surfside and Dockside sitting here, which means they have presented it in all of its glory and how great it is and left everything. But it says they're, 750 rooms at Surfside and 2,050 rooms at Dockside. Um, and Universal likes to call them two-bedroom suites. When you think of a two-bedroom suite, you think of two enclosed rooms. Is That's it, not what they mean. They mean, you, they mean you walk there. Well, I mean, the bedding's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk into the room and there's this nice little area and there's this little theme picnic table like you're at the dock or the beach or whatever, and it's wonderful and all that. And then there's two two beds and they're themed wonderfully. And then there's another room that's completely enclosed with a door. That's the other room. So you have, you have three queen beds and you know, those usually run about $40 more than the standard room. So we're still looking at under 150 bucks or 150 at most. That's just insane when you compare it to Disney, isn't it? Right. I mean, you, I mean, that's when I was talking to people, there were, someone asked me the other day, well, okay, I'm going to, I want to go to Disney, but I need, there's five of us. And I went, uh Oh, yeah. five is the wrong number because mm. five is not enough to rationalize two adjoining rooms. Yeah. But it's, but it's too many to stick in one room. So yeah. you now, you now have increased your price per night by $150. Yeah. And then the only alternative really is to start thinking like about villas that say Oki West or something like that. Yes. And then, yeah. More money. Yeah. And that's pretty much the, the dilemma there, but the the bus service it's at Endless Summer is great. It far exceeds what Disney does. But in fairness, Disney's trying to take you to four, five, or six different places. At Universal, you're going to one. Yeah, everything yeah. goes to CityWalk, so it's a lot easier for them to do buses, and it's a lot easier to do that. Um, obviously, it's Endless Summer. You're not connected to the boat system, which is one of the big things. You know, we could get into about Express or not to Express. Um, food court. Mm. I'm not a fan of the food courts. I've had, there are many pluses of the food courts, but I'm comparing food courts to if I were going to eat off site, not mm. food court. If I were going to eat at all-star music or yeah. all-star sports. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to Surfside back in October, 
Um, we went to, I think it's Beach Break Cafe. Um, nothing was really very good, but in fairness, nothing on the menu was more than $12. That's okay, so you, you could get a full burger, bacon, cheese, fries, you know, standard theme park food for less than $12. I mean, if I said to you, hey, you're going to go to Disney, but every meal you have is going to be under $12. It's going to taste terrible, but it's going to be $12. You would probably sign up for that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd be amazed. <laughs> I'd be amazed. I'd, I'd, I'd say you're lying to me. Right. Now, when we went to Dockside, because Surfside is currently closed, and we can get into the closed hotels thing if you want to. It's currently closed because they don't have as much occupancy at the mm. moment. Mm. They moved everybody over to Dockside because it's way bigger. Um, Dockside has the Pier 8 market. And um, the food's much better. They have chicken and waffles, which I realize is a very U.S. opulent thing. But it's good. No one has reviewed it as bad. And no one has reviewed it as overly greasy either. And it's about, you can get that for breakfast for like seven bucks, maybe eight. Yeah, that's good. You can get that, you can get that for dinner with a side of like potatoes or coleslaw, just basic nothing sides, but you know. Um, for nine, I think. And they'll deliver it to your room and eight piece chicken and waffles to your room for $24. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And so if you're thinking, you know, you know, Piper gets, Piper gets, you know, four or five years old, well, maybe six years older. Uh, that might be a meal one night after you're, you've been at the park when she's drug you around. Oh, daddy, daddy, daddy. You know? So, oh yeah. I mean, um, that will happen a lot. I'm sure. Yes. And I'll say, I've, I do got, have... I've got no money left. I've bought everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I do have to say one thing, and this is a standard thing. And I, um, you can go through all the t- experts in this. Derek Bergen's the king of, in the Twitter mm-hmm. world of, of the pizza boxes. Um, the pizza at Surfside and the pizza at Dockside, because it's not the same. The food setups are not the same. You think they'd be the same, but they're not. Um, the pizza is really pretty good. It's not, which is surprising to hear, right? It's not, hmm, I'm trying not to be negative. It's not Louis, which is not bad pizza in the park. Um, you guys are thinking more Disney pizza, which somehow Disney can't make good pizza unless they charge you $25 a slice for it. Um, I mean, but pizza is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just awful. I don't understand why that is, but, and Universal's not great about their pizza either. Don't misunderstand me. It's just slightly step up, but the in park pizza and they will at dockside, you can order to your room. Now, obviously you're going to have to tip and somebody's going to come bring it to your room and drop it off. And we probably should talk, talk about COVID procedures in rooms. We haven't even talked about that. So we might want to circle back. Um, it's they'll bring it to your room. They'll bring you a, we would call it, I think it's an 11 inch pizza. I can't do the conversion for you right now, but basically a big medium pizza in our world, uh, pizza with any, any toppings, an appetizer, which usually is code word for some breadsticks or a salad. Yeah. A a dessert which is usually code word for cheesecake cookie or a fruit cup, which is what I got. And, um, a bottle of a 20 ounce bottle of soda. And that was $21 delivered to your room plus tip. It's pretty good. It's good. Now at Cabana, Cabana Bay, they do the same thing with a little bit more added to it. You get two sodas and it's $25. We did both of those last trip. I was like, well, I'll just order the pizza. I'm on vacation. 
or I was while I was working, but I'm pretending like I'm on vacation. Oh, and you're in university. I'll have, right. <laughs> I'll have pizza for breakfast. Well, leftover pizza for breakfast the next day. Mm. I'll save the fruit cups because I got two different versions of fruit. And oh my goodness, I could have something with marginal nutrition in my room, in my refrigerator, and I'll feel better. And then I just took the two sodas to the to the park and didn't have to get sodas that day. Yeah, perfect. And so I was like, well, I already rationalized this whole thing because I have a diet soda addiction. I'm one of those people who the freestyle thing is required for me to do it. But the, oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like your things, the soda, my things, the coffee. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I live with someone who is like you in the coffee and we have the conversation of, because now I usually just get a season annual pass, but I'm in the premier world now. So I get 15% off. So I know exactly how much my freestyle recharge is for my cup. It's $9 and six cents. So then I look at how much she spent on Starbucks that day for a sandwich and a drink. And I'm like, I don't feel bad. I'm good. And just move right and just move on. <laughs> so I'm like, well, don't even have to budget that. That's not a problem. Um, but the COVID hotel procedures currently, and I would expect them to be going through the middle of 2022. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think we've talked about this on the show before. It's like, yeah. even, even if the US, as an example, your vaccine program proceeds and it's fantastic and everything's going well, you open up international travel to Orlando, they're going to have to, I mean, who knows who's been vaccinated, who right. hasn't. It, it's just a whole minefield. Well, and if you also believe the, using scientific theory, rumor, the almost law, the major hypothesis that the reason Halloween Horror Nights didn't happen this past year wasn't because of Universal. It was because mm. Orange County came in and said, I know you're a little on the fence, but we need more plexiglass here and we need this and we need this. So we're not going to let you open. Yeah. Orange County is being, Florida may be the wild, wild west. It may be like someone calls it Mad Max Thunderdome when it comes to COVID. Um, Orange County is not. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it, it, it makes sense, right? It makes sense that mm -hmm. they have, as you said, that almost the, 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 world the world of tourism is looking at Orlando. Yes. They, and they, they've got to be careful. Yeah. But so basically when you show up, when you show up at your hotel, whether you come on a shuttle or an Uber or however you get there at all the universal hotels, you show up, you go in and there's a security person because universal just uses security people. They don't use um, the advent health like Disney does. They scan you, which is, let's just call it like it is. I do it in my world too. It's health optics. It's just, it's theater of health. It's not really making a difference, but everyone's scanned. You get your little wristband put on you, which is useful because if you have a wristband for color for that day, you don't have to be scanned when you get to the park. You right, don't have okay. to be scanned okay. again. So that saves a little bit of time. Mm. Um, you go in, you enter your socially distanced area because not as many people are going. And it may be because I go when there aren't as many people. I never check in on the weekend. I never check in at the middle of the day, those kind of things. Um, it's easy to distance. You check in. They explain everything to you. And then they say, um, if you need anything, just text us, which might enter into your world of what do you do if you're from the UK? Do you have to be on the Wi-Fi to text? And that's kind of complicated. But obviously, that's not a problem for us. And you just text them. And all, I would say 97% of people who use that system works perfectly. Mm. Um, they, I need more towels in my room because they're not going to come. Well, that's not true. 
unless you stay for a week, they're only going to come in to refresh your room very quickly one day while you're gone. The rest of the time, they're going to stay out of your room. They're not going to clean your room. They're not going to make your bed. They're not going to do any of those things, which is one of the reasons hotels cost a little bit less at the moment, except at Disney. I couldn't let that go. Um, <laughs> and you're right not to. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I have listened to this podcast. I'm aware that I am, I am preaching literally to the choir on this one. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that will forgive Disney no matter what this podcast. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm aware of that. I've, I've lost a few writing gigs because I wasn't willing to let Universal or Disney get by with stuff, which is fine. Mm. But, but we thought that was fine. We stayed off site back in June at the, at the Drury Inn, which is one of the Universal partner hotels. And we had the same, we just got used to it. Um, with the travel, it's a lot easier for the safety of the housekeeping and for us. Because mm. in fairness, I feel bad, but it allows the hotels to not have as much payroll. Yep. And so, and so, because I do feel bad for people who literally, I mean, I work here in rural Illinois where people literally cannot find a job because they're all gone because they don't have a lot of skills. And, and I'm starting to sound bourgeoisie like a person who went to graduate school for 150 credit hours, which I did. Um, but what if you didn't get a chance to do that? Mm. What if you, you know, maybe you could, but you never got a chance and you're having to work a, a lower skilled job because you don't have a choice. Well, COVID has, has really hurt you. Yeah. Um, but I'll get off my minister's soapbox, social justice thing right now. Um, but it works pretty simple. Most of the time they will, you know, you just text them and they say, we need, we need another blanket for the bed. We need a, some more pillows. They'll bring it right up. They bring it up in a plastic bag. Now I had the last trip at Dockside and Dockside's still going through some growing pains because they've only been open since December 1st. Yeah. Right in the middle of COVID. Um, and the team members are very clear about saying, once you prove that you know what's going on, um, they're like, yeah, we're having a little trouble. We haven't worked at all the systems. Like um, I caught them in several policy things where I was like, and this is a problem at Universal as a whole. Whereas at Disney, no policy goes into effect until everyone knows. And then they become the Gestapo about it. Oh yeah. At Universal, it's like, hey, we have a new policy. Maybe eventually we'll tell the frontline cast members that. And so they're often the last ones to know. And this happens at the hotels too. Uh, but they said, we're having a lot of trouble. We're still working out the kinks. We weren't even sure we were going to open in December, those kind of things. And so they laid off people and had to bring them back. So I want to give them a little bit of a break about that. But we had trouble. We had to wait one night. And then we, of course, they were really nice. We had to wait like four hours for something. And then I made a big deal. Don't knock because my wife is solar powered. I didn't say that, but she is. She's solar powered and she's been asleep for two hours already. Um, and they knocked on the door anyway. And, and I was like, uh, I'm happy to work with you guys, but you know, it's yeah. not the first time we've had this problem. They were, they were nice and they were apologetic and they gave, well, I'm married. So they gave my wife two drink coupons that she could use at the bar at Starbucks. Oh, I wouldn't and, have told, I wouldn't have told my wife about that. Well, the problem was she went to the desk before I did. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah. I would and, see, see, I would have gone to the desk, got the drinks, had the drinks okay. and then come back. Okay. Just to clarify, once again, two things. One, I have kind of an ethical problem with honesty. It's kind of an industry problem, but two, um, <laughs> She is solar powered, which means she was up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, I, I was not. Um, 
And so, but I mean, they've, they're wonderful about that. They've got a bar, they've got the pool setup is pretty spaced out and pretty organized and not quite as terrifying as the water park setup is because Volcano Bay is opening Saturday. That's just going to be horrible, but um, they've done everything they can possibly do at Universal and at Disney to make things safe in this virus environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I have to say, I'm not convinced that our trip will happen this year, but I'm hopeful because the UK's vaccine program is going extremely well. Right. Ours is not, by the way. No, I know. Um, I'm vaccinated. Well, I've got my first vaccine. Um, I know I've made fun of you already for being old or something. I think you may have missed that tweet. Because oh, I, I was like, because I was like, you're getting vaccine. You're getting vaccinated on the same day that some of the people who I go to visit in the in the nursing homes are getting vaccinated. So I'm just saying, <laughs> we're on like group six. Like we've gone through. Right. I know your your system is so complicated. I tried to explain to it in a Zoom meeting with some ministers because our system's not is that complicated. It's not working, but it's not that complicated. And I was like, well, there's like 23 different levels in in the UK system. And I was like. I could just see them like I was preaching a subject that I didn't want to hear about. I just stopped talking because they weren't listening. <laughs> but I guess my thought is, because I feel like I'm just rambling, because it's why I usually preach from a manuscript, is what is it you think you guys want to know about the resorts? Because you haven't stayed at the lower price resorts. Because if I were going to, you know, to Orlando and I didn't know, if I was mm-hmm. going, if I was doing a more than one resort trip, I would just stay at Dockside or Surfside or Cabana Bay. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, if the, the way I probably see it going at the minute is I will definitely be staying at, at one of those when I go with my family. Right. I think, you know, the only reason that Dan and I are staying at Caribbean Beach this year, hopefully, is because it's the 50th and we're in right. the world on the 1st of October, which is going to be madness, no matter what uh-huh. the capacity is going to be like. But that's the reason we're staying at Disney. If it wasn't for the 50th, we'd probably be staying at Universal, you know, being being honest, because I think we're more right. interested in Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think, we, yes, we, I want to go on Rise of the Resistance. I've not been on it yet. I, I've been on Ratatouille in, in Paris, but I want to see it in Epcot, you know, all that kind of thing. But actually, Halloween Horror Nights, when I'm not with my family, is, is mm-hmm. the big draw. So I think... Oh, and, and you are not alone in the UK traveler world on that issue. Oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, if, if, like I said, if I were going to, if I were coming just, if I were coming to do more than one resort, which I would think a lot of international travelers would be doing, you don't just come over, you don't do what I do. Hey, let's spend a week at Universal. Hey, let's spend a week at Disney. You're probably going to let's spend three nights at Halloween Horror Nights and four days at Universal. And yep. maybe if we get the wild idea and Iron Gwazi opens up in this, Mm. In this mystery of our world of, because there's Icebreaker, Ratatouille, Velocicoaster, and Iron Gwazi, and all four parks are watching each other to see yeah. who opens first. And, and I, must, want... I must apologize for next year in advance about Peppa Pig, <laughs> about Peppa Pig coming to Legoland. Um, that's really sweet of you. Banks Lee would be really happy to hear that you're aware of Peppa Pig coming. Uh, Banks is doing marketing for... Um, Legoland. In case you missed that reference, he'll be happy. To, he'll be happy to hear that. Um, uh, uh, Peppa Pig will not be there next year. It'll be there in two years. Yeah, yeah. It will not, not be there next year. It's not our best export. I'll give you that. 
I am more than happy as someone who's lived who lived outside the U.S. Um, to make fun of all the horrible things that we have transferred to other countries. So we'll we'll own that one. It's okay. Yeah, no, no, please do. Yeah, we'll we'll own that one. But I mean, what what question? I mean, I'm there all the time. This is the problem. Yeah, um, I think. For, for what, me, what is I it think, you guys want to know? I I, want, I guess I want to know first of all is I think we've talked about some of the value hotels, which I think. You know, we've weighed up against Disney and I've weighed up against Disney. And I think my wife will convince me to stay at Disney with Piper. I don't th- uh-huh. But when, you know, Dan and I, I think our trips will become relatively regular. And I think they will move to Universal, whereas traditionally they have been at Disney. Um, right. and I know Dan has stayed at, at Universal a lot more than I have in the past. But mm-hmm. I guess a key one for me is what's your what's your favorite hotel? I'd be really interesting to know. Or do you have a favorite, I suppose? I, I would say, and I haven't stayed here, this is where the problem becomes, come, but everybody who I know, if money were no object mm. and they weren't worried about Express Pass, almost everyone says they want to stay at Sapphire Falls. Mm. Now, currently, Sapphire Falls is closed. They closed, I'm doing this from memory, I could look it up and kill podcast time, but I think they closed back in August and they're reopening in May. If that's not correct, somebody can tweet that I said the wrong thing and I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> it happens all the time in my real world, it's okay here. Um, but Sephra Falls, it's obvious that Universal had always intended to build Sephra Falls. Sephra mm-hmm. Falls was, is going, was intended to be the convention hotel. It, like one of you stayed at Royal Pacific, right? Neither one of you stayed at Royal Pacific? Uh, no, not no, that one. It was Portofino, no. sorry. Yeah. You're right. Um, on the other side, like Hard Rock and Portofino are on one side of the two parks. Mm-hmm. On the other side, on the Margaritaville side, there's Royal Pacific, which has really by default been the convention hotel. Because there's a convention center. If you were foolish enough or drunk enough after Halloween Horror Nights to walk all the way from the park to Cabana Bay, there's a walkway that takes about 15 minutes that you go by Royal Pacific, by the convention space, to Sapphire Falls, back over to Cabana Bay. And it's obvious in the way they built Sapphire Falls, because I've seen this part, it looks like they were copying exactly what Doubletree did across the street. Here's the direction to our convention center. And And so they're using Royal Pacific and Sapphire Falls to combine those together. So the amenities and the biggest pool, this is not even an argument, the biggest pool on property is Sapphire Falls. The best pool on property is Sapphire Falls. Um, but Sapphire Falls, it tends to be almost as expensive as Royal Pacific without Express Pass. Yeah. So that's where, that's where the conversation comes up because really the conversation is, and once again, hold on, I need to practice. Since I am an annual pass, I premiere annual pass holder that's a whole different level <laughs> yeah it's a, it is a whole different level it's another 150 200 just so you know because i'm paying 550 dollars for my i get express after two or after four depending on what day of the week it is mm. so the express is not quite as valuable to me because to yeah. me i'm like well i'm happy to get up and do this but i don't really need to yeah um but if you're someone who really needs to have express pass and you're going at the busiest time of the year, which means these hotels are now going to be $400, whereas at Disney, they'd be $1,200. Um, 
people don't want to spend $400 and stay at Sapphire Falls during the busy season and not get express. Yeah. But Sapphire Falls has one of the most beautiful lobbies. It has, I got to get it right. Because one, I have nothing against people who drink and I don't have a problem with people who drink, but my industry, you're not surprised. I don't drink. Okay. Um, for those of you who may have missed this along the way, I work as a clergy member in the US, so just so you get that. Um, Strongwater Tavern, which is probably one of the best bars, bite places in all of Orlando. And I'm saying that with confidence. Um, they have a hundred different types of rum right there. And they have rum flights and they have whole events that are based around that. People do whole entire events just to go there. I think, I, yeah, I think I'll get through a fair chunk of those. Yeah. The right. And, and that's kind of the thought process. Um, I'm still upset because we went in December, the, the hotel that's crammed right next to Sapphire Falls, which is Aventura. Mm. Uh, we were going to stay at Aventura because we, we had finally reached the point where we didn't have a child with us. Um, and so we didn't need as much space. So we were going to go to Aventura. So, and then we were going to experience the Bar 17 Bistro upstairs, but then they closed it down. So we missed out on that trip. But most people say Sapphire Falls is the, be is the best hotel. Um, if I had to pick one, if we could eliminate, if I could guarantee the problems would not happen that usually happen to me there, I would stay at Cabana Bay. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I, know I, set I set that up kind of poorly. Thanks for calling <laughs> me out there, Dan. I'm sorry. This, this is once again why I work from the script and have a screen behind me talking usually. Um, Cabana Bay is a great resort. We stayed there like the first year or two. It was open like 2014, 2015 or something like that. It's a great resort. But that was before they built the two towers at the end where Volcano Bay are. Oh, yeah. So they just had, the, they had the, the motel style. I don't know if these terms apply in the UK. Motel yeah. style means you, you, enter from, you enter your room from the outside. Um, whereas the interior rooms is hotel style. So you walk down a long hallway that you have to enter. We always stay on that side because that's just who I am. Um, Got to be bourgeoisie and stay over there. Um, we stayed there. We used to love it. And the amenities at Cabana Bay are beyond anything you can imagine um, at Disney. The comparable, when I asked people who were Disney experts to compare the hotels, Cabana Bay is probably the closest to, I always say it wrong with my U.S. Southern accent, uh, Caribbean Beach. Yeah, or the or the upscale rooms at Coronado Springs currently. Mm. That's what it would compare it to amenity wise. Um, however, Universal calls it value plus or whatever, which makes means it's equal to Pop Century or Art of Animation. Yeah, which is yeah, which is crazy. I mean, a lot of which um, is bizarre. A lot of UK mm -hmm. guests I know who go to Universal for Halloween Horror Nights, Cabana mm -hmm. Bay is the is the is the yes. hotel. Yeah, and. But when we used to say that before the towers were built, before Volcano Bay was built, mm. there was so, and if you've ever been to Cabana Bay, this food court, which is pretty good. It's gotten a little worse through the years, but it's still, it's better than anything Disney has on the value side. It's better than art and animation. It's better than the off-menu, pop-century menu. Um, it's just gigantic because they always knew they were going to build those rooms. Mm. And when they added the more towers, the amenities started to be not as good. There weren't enough amenities to cover the people who were staying there. Whereas yeah. it used to be great because, you know, at Cabana Bay, you've got the lazy river and this is not just a little tiny lazy river. 
this lazy river is this, I mean, I've been to water parks where I paid 30, $40 a day and their lazy river wasn't this big. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can go around, they've got two large pools. They've got a, I'm being generous calling it a water slide, but it is technically a water slide at one of the pools. Um, it, it would be, it would be a large water slide at, at Disney. I mean, but it's technically a water slide. Um, you've got the bowling alley, which in pre COVID days, you could go during half, you could go during the afternoon, like 11 to four. And it would be like, I don't know. I think, I think my son and I went one time and it was $15 covering shoes and everything for an hour and a half. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, the granted that was off time, Yeah, yeah. you know, the low thing wasn't prime time. You know, you've got the start, you've got the Starbucks that's right there. Um, something that universal does a great job with their gift shops are actually gift shops. They're actually have the stuff and you can get your Harry Potter stuff there. You can get your Marvel stuff there. You can get your themes. It's actually some themed products that you would buy that might say, this is what my hotel is. Cause when was the last time you stayed at a Disney hotel and you were like, Oh, I really want to buy this towel that says this hotel. Yeah. I think the only, the only resort at Disney I've been to in the last few years where I've really liked, well, the merchandise has been all right. is actually Old Key West. Yep. I think that's fair. They've got a quite, quite a nice gift shop, but there's obviously as a, as an original DVC hotel, I think they're still trying to cater, yes. still catering to that audience. And I think yes. it works quite well. And that, and I think they, that's a whole different conversation about how Disney has trapped themselves in the DVC and the timeshare rules, because that's why they had to do things different. And that's why they're having trouble opening hotels, but that's a different podcast that yeah. out of my area of knowledge. Um, uh, but what, Cabana what Bay, go ahead. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on, um, Portofino because obviously I mean right now I just looking at the prices at the minute it's it's price above everything else and it's, it's always slightly more than everything else it, it yeah. looks absolutely stunning and and for me like just based on the the surrounding area of the hotel it's, mm-hmm. it's high up on my list of places to stay but is it worth it yes <laughs> um <laughs> yes but I want to say this one disclaimer. Mm. This is the this is the kind of hotel, and I'm let me rephrase this. Is it worth it for you, Ryan? Yes, it is. Mm. Let's see if these things sound familiar. They have this nice, spacious area where you can go out, and there's lots of different places. There's a gelato place where you can get your child a special themed gelato. It's right next, it's actually in the same area, the same section as the Starbucks. There's plenty of chairs. To, yeah, exactly. See, yeah. But for those of you, those of you who are, we're on Zoom. For those of you listening, um, Ryan, I just got Ryan's attention completely when I said yeah. that. Um, there's plenty of places to just sit and enjoy. And if you suspend your dis- disbelief a little, you can actually feel like you are in Portofino area in Italy. Mm. Now, obviously, that gets ruined and you walk too far away. But you literally, for a moment, can just have your coffee. And a lot of the rooms have patios or balconies outside of them where you can sit and just enjoy your coffee. All the rooms at Portofino, oh, hold on. Last time I checked, all the rooms at Portofino have the Keurig system. So if you bring your pods with you or you make a grocery stop along the way and you pick up your Starbucks K-Cup pods, you can have your coffee right there in the room. Nice. Portofino, Portofino, and unlike... Royal Pacific and Hard Rock. And now we're getting really, this is the Ryan podcast for just a second. So everyone else just play along. Portofino has a real Starbucks where you can use your app and your gift card. 
Hard Rock and Royal Pacific have cafes that serve Starbucks coffee. Gotcha. Okay. That's, and that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, Sapphire Falls doesn't even, for example, doesn't even serve Starbucks coffee. They have their own coffee that you can purchase. Well, that's off the list immediately. Well, I I knew that already because as I made fun of you to my wife and I'm now, because one of my weaknesses is I always confess when I talk behind people's back. I said, I said to her, I'm going to do this podcast with Ryan and he's team PSL. I mean, all you have to do is say to him, there's going to be pumpkin spice lattes and you're good. And I said, and then I had to explain to her, sorry, those of you having to suffer through this inside baseball part of the podcast here, but um, I said, you know, in the UK, they sometimes only have pumpkin spice lattes for like two and a half weeks or three weeks. Whereas she got one. uh, I think she could have gotten one in February. You know what? The, the the best thing about COVID, and obviously it's been terrible for the entire planet, but the best thing about COVID is my local Starbucks has been closed, like opening and closing on and off. I think to kind okay. of save on saving rent and things like that. Um, they opened up again last week, and they've got pumpkin spice in still. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, for those of you who do not enjoy pumpkin spice lattes or don't know what we're talking about, they are overpriced items that if once you buy into the cult you must have them and you must have them every moment of every day yeah. am, I, am i presenting that correctly ryan yeah that's about right isn't it they're also, they're <laughs> i mean really... you will be more than happy and i'm making fun it's not just you i've heard this from several uk people oh, yeah. that the uber eats or the or your delivery person you are more than happy for them to charge you whatever just so you can get your pumpkin spice latte delivered to you 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. Okay. i think i'd actually say i've saved money across the board because I've been working from home, I haven't been going to London and traveling and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I've spent money on Uber Eats and specifically Starbucks. Um, back to Portofino, which I've never actually stayed at Portofino, but I've been there lots and lots of times for lots of events. Um, they have the best dining. Well, they have most of the best dining on site, but um they're the most expensive hotel. So you're familiar with Disney. You know what that means when you're the most expensive hotel. That means the dining is going to be outrageous. Yep. Now we're not reaching monorail level prices here, mm. but it's not like you just walk in and go, oh, let me just get a burger and spend $15. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how that's going to work. But the food is, people swear by it. They used to have like a pasta bar, buffet bar that that a lot of people I know from the UK who come over, they're like, oh, this is the best meal I've had in forever. Um, so they love it. Uh, you've got the gelato place, the Starbucks, you've got an excellent grab and go. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. They, yeah. The, the, the only, oh, they, the have, only... They, have, they have the opera singers at Portofino at, at night. They haven't brought them back, but they will be at night. Um, they have the opera singers that are out on the balcony above the main area where all the restaurants and the wing is and they sing and it's like just part of the celebration. That's cool. I like that. And so, I mean, they universal has gone. One of the things, and I, I'm not skewing the stats with this universal has made lots of layoffs just like Disney did. And they didn't have a choice, Mm. but they have not, they have not skimped as much on, shows and character interaction as disney has um yeah uh, but, actually- but in fairness universal wasn't as good at that 
as Disney. No, no, no. That's, that's, <laughs> they've not got the characters, have they? I think that's the, the, the thing. But I mean, over the last few years, I've certainly noticed Universal's overall guest experience. Yes. Has improved tenfold to where yes. it was. If I go back 10, 12 years ago, I mean, you couldn't compare the two to Disney and Universal. Disney was far nope. ahead. Mm-mm. Now, I don't know. I'd, I'd say Universal is. is I, I would say trying to. Be- trying to be objective that and this is what i tell people because one of the one of the the into my world the interim pastor who was filling in before i came to the church that i'm currently at and she's still part of the congregation um she's a disney person she's a disney annual pass person she's one of the people who canceled their annual pass and now she's renewing it and all those kinds she, she is she is disney so i we we talk about this all the time and i Disney is still winning in customer service, mm. but just barely. Whereas it used to be Disney was not twice as good, but 75% better. Um, yeah. now, now Disney is slightly better, but charging you twice as much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I mean, that's, that's the struggle is, and I don't always upgrade all the way to Premier Annual Pass, but all joking aside, it was $550 for my premier annual pass. I know it's only two parks, but even if I could get an, get an annual pass again, that's 1250. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, I'm not sure that's really worth my, my effort. And then you're, then you're telling me, I got to spend $200 a night to stay at pop century. No, thanks. Yeah. Cause no, I can, cause I, I can almost, I can almost stay at Royal Pacific for that. Yeah, no, definitely. Dan, you're going to say something on them. Yeah, you're right. Um, Yeah, the only thing I was going to say when I've said it Portfino a couple of times, and the only thing I've, the only sort of negative thing is, (laughs) is is how far away it is. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Is, and that, and that seems very hypocritical in this kind of podcast, but I was thinking the same thing. Mm. Whereas Hard Rock, for those of you unfamiliar with Universal Orlando, all the, the, Two parks are basically right there together. I don't know why you would intentionally have bought this land and built things, but we can go through the history of Eisner and Universal and all the mischievousness of that. But on on the side, on the as you come in from the garage on the right side, we'll call it, is Hard Rock Hotel, which is literally five minutes from Universal Studios Florida. Portofino yeah. is about a 10-minute walk. Um, but it seems like when you walk it, I agree with Dan. It seems like, oh my goodness, I'm on the, the death march trying to get over here. <laughs> but but in fairness, Portofino, um, those hotels have a boat system. The boat they system do. works really well. It drops you off. Something like the city walk. Yeah, I'm trying to, it drops you off near Voodoo Donut. Yeah, yeah. That's the best comparison. The, it, it doesn't yeah. drop you off right there. But this is incredibly hypocritical for us to be critical of, of that being so far away. Um, have you stayed at Animal Lodge and tried to get to Animal Kingdom? I mean, I, I mean, have you stayed there and tried to get to Magic Kingdom? How about oh, yeah. from the How about from the All Stars to Magic Kingdom? Or how yeah. about let's let's stay off site and try to get to Magic Kingdom and go through the TTC? Like yeah. I won't go to Magic Kingdom anymore when I stay off site because I will not go through the TTC, and that was before COVID. Yeah, okay. no, I'm with I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But in all fairness, I did I do think that Dan almost passed out and i almost did as well when we last walked from hollywood studios to epcot and and the scary part is 
I think Portofino is closer than that. Yeah. But it really shouldn't spoken by someone who's now 60 pounds heavier than they were a professional athlete. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, sh I shouldn't have to breathe heavy and stop for water along the way just mm. to get from Hollywood, st Hollywood studios to the international gateway or whatever for Epcot, but somehow it's true, but I'm in my fifties, so it'll be okay. Um, but I, I can say this and I will not name names, but you can probably figure it out of the, the three biggest U S podcasts that are Disney based that are run by travel agencies. This should not be difficult for you to figure out the three of them. The owners of those businesses say, if I'm choosing a hotel to stay in Orlando, I stay at Portofino. Mm. And then they go to Disney or go to universe for a couple of days and then they go to Disney. Mm. Portofino is clearly a, it's a gigantic step up. Um, Hard Rock I mean, for those of you unfamiliar with Universal Lando, if you stay at Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, or Portofino, you get Express Pass, which basically is, it's, it's the golden ticket. Whenever you get to a ride, with the exception of Born Stuntacular, Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure, and something else, it'll come back to me. Um, you, oh, and sorry, it's already on the route, sorry. It's already on the Ruby Passes. I'll circle back. Ruby passes are what you get when a ride breaks down and they give it to you. So you get front of the line access for something. That's what they're called. Uh, they printed on the Ruby passes as of Thursday. Today's Friday, right? As of Thursday, it says VelociCoaster on there as you cannot use it for this. Right. So just, just so you know what's coming in their future. Um, <laughs> but to any other attraction, you don't have to get a virtual line, which is kind of a nightmare at Universal. You can just go through the Express Pass entrance and you can go in. And as a general rule, you're going to get on any ride in 15 minutes or less. So it's at least for the wait time, it's like going to Universal. It's like going to the um, Fast Pass back when we had Fast Pass. See, for, for us, um, we would consider staying at one of those three hotels because it would allow... I know that you can do child swap and things like that, but if you've got Express, I can go and ride yep. two attractions while Donna's looking after Piper. Then we can swap. She can go and do a couple of things. Yep. I mean, otherwise, for what will be a two-year-old next year, Universal is a very difficult place to stay. Yeah, there's, there's another... Much, there's not much for them to go on. Yeah, that's that's a conversation that I've had with some other people because they're trying to expand from their Disney Disney riding to Universal and they don't really know what they're doing, but they're trying really hard is they have like a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Mm. And I've, this could be a different podcast. I've told them, hey, Universal is a great place for a day. Mm. But <laughs> that's all you're going to get. Yeah. Because yeah, Universal... Um, as, it's, it's, it's Zeus... It's going in. It's seeing mm -hmm. all and, the characters and he knows. And, and, and Zeus, it, I mean, Zeus Landing is. If I were parenting, if my child was still that young, if my Ryan, because my child is named Ryan, if if he was two or three, because we did this, or four or six, Zeus Landing is way better than taking him to Fantasyland. Mm. It's easier. I don't have to wait. I don't have to book fast passes. I don't have to. This shows how old I am. I don't have to make sure I know exactly when Winnie the Pooh and Tigger come out in the old tune area before seven dwarfs. I don't have to worry about that. I'm like, Oh, did you want to go see that character? Oh, I mean, I'm obviously what I'm talking about. I punch a few numbers and I'm like, Oh yeah, they'll be out in 10 minutes. We'll be over there in a second. No problem. 
Yeah. And, and since the food doesn't cost as much at Universal, um, I, I can rationalize taking my child in that environment. You know, I'm, I could, I'm really I, excited to take Piper to, to Zeus because it's, it's, I mean, the books, I'll be honest, the books aren't massive in the UK, nope. but I mean, the movies have helped with that, mm-hmm. for sure. But I bought all of the books before she was born and we were reading to that. I mean, she's, she's only nearly nine months, nine months now. Something like that. I should know that off the top of my head. Um, yeah, there's a there's a wife quiz on that. You're going to get in trouble for this. You need to edit that yeah, out of the podcast. I, I know that. It's fine. <laughs> this is the problem with COVID as well. I don't even know what day of the week it is most of the time. But yeah, I mean, she she's aware of all. She's going to be aware by by the age of two who all of these characters are. She's going to recognise the the same images from the books and things like that. And yeah, of course, she's going to know who Mickey Mouse is and right. who some of the princesses are. But Zeus Landing, I mean, it's never been a land, I guess, I've always been slightly too old to enjoy it uh-huh. to an extent. My sister, who's five years younger than me, perfect. Yep. But I'm really looking for, like, equally as excited as I am in taking, to, taking her to the Magic Kingdom for the first time, is taking her to Zeus, Zeus Landing and seeing yep. the cat in the hat or, you know, going into the store and just seeing her face recognized the characters that she's seen. Right. And the beauty of that is if you take a small child, that's what I tell people who are used to Disney and I'm one of these rope drop people. So just take this for what it's worth is if, if your goal is to take your child to universal, you don't have to get up early. Mm. Um, you know, relax, depending on if you're staying off site, go to one of the breakfast places that will be way less than any breakfast on site. Uh, you know, feed your child um, because, you know, you know what that's like. You take them, I'm tell, I'm warning your future here, but you take them somewhere to eat and it's going to be, you're like, oh, it's going to be $10. Okay, fine. They eat nothing. And you're yeah. like, I just wasted $10 for nothing because I wanted to be a good parent. Um, but that's, our parents did that with us. So we'll let them slide. But, you know, we've just got this, you take them in, you could show up at 11 o'clock. Easy. At Universal, I, I would recommend eleven thirty if you're if you're not at one of the hotels that uses boat access because that'll be this one of the slowest times in the City Walk Security Hub, which can be a nightmare. And you walk in, you let them see a few things, and they walk in, enjoy port of entry and that kind of thing, and then you turn right, which is so yeah. against me as a Marvel person, but you turn right when you arrive the adventure, you go to Seas Landing. Um, you know, you take them on the, the carousel um, and then you, you know, one fish, two fish, and then you can take them on the trolley ride. The trolley ride is really the only thing you're going to have a weight on. So you got to maybe figure that out. Cat in the hat will be easy to get on. And the air conditioning is incredible. I mean, yeah, you will exactly. freeze going into cat in the hat. It's like 52 degrees in there when you go in there. So, but you've got all these experiences they can do all the little universal doesn't do a great job with shows, but they, really do a good job of trying to make sure there's enough things there. You yeah. could probably spend from 11, if you've got a snack and a late lunch with a small child and you went to Seuss Landing, you could probably hang out in Seuss Landing and not get too parent bored till about 2.30 or 3. Yeah, I'd agree and with that. And when you have a small child, if you can get three or four hours of not being parent bored, that's a win. Mm. And so then, you know, that's three o'clock and then you, you go 
hey, let's just go look at this and go look at that. And, and with the shorter hours currently, um, that, that's a good day. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I mean, circling back to the resorts, that's something I want to mention is if you stay at Sapphire Falls, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, and Portofino, you have the boat access or a walk and you avoid the security hub at Universal. For those of you who are Disney veterans, security at Disney can be feeling like the KGB is interrogating you and wondering why it's taking so long and all that. Universal, they have the metal detectors, they have it all in the same place, all security is in the same place. They do a better job than Disney does, but it's still not pleasant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there, there, there can be a backup and it's a lot more backup currently because of social distancing or if it's a Saturday on a holiday, people are like, where did all these people come from? I'm like, really? Okay, there was going to, the, there was going to be a chance in the old days you were going to hit capacity with 100%. Now you're at, sorry, Universal, now you're at 45% capacity. Uh, what do you expect to have happen? Um, but so a, a lot of people who go to Universal and to have the Universal experience, they don't want to have to go through Security Hub mm, because it yeah. takes them out of that experience. Because if you stay at Cabana Bay or Surfside or Aventura, technically, Aventura technically is not allowed to use the boat at Sapphire Falls. Um, since it's being broadcast, I am using the official line. You can decide if you can do that yourself. Um, but you get dropped off at a really easy place to get dropped off at, and you take the escalator up, but then you have to go through Security Hub. And some people feel that just takes them completely out of this, out of the process. Yeah. And so there's something to be said for that. That would be kind of like you were used to staying at a monorail hotel. And then someone said, I need you to stay at, let's make it Port Orleans. I know they're closed, but the Port Orleans, um, it just seems like a lot of extra effort. Yeah, uh, definitely. And no, I'm coming unnoticed from, from leaving. I haven't stayed at any of the monorail hotels, but when you, you go there, then you get on the monorail. Mm-hmm. So you do the security there. It's so much easier. Yes. I mean, I, some people have as much dislike and they're more Disney people, much dislike for the security hub at city walk, which really is done about as well as they could do because it's it was, super it was, smooth most of the time. It, it was a poorly designed area to start with that they do a good job. And now they're doing all kinds of weird things to stretch people out. Mm. <laughs> and so it's, it's bizarre. And it can be, it can look incredibly daunting, but it's it's much smoother than Disney's system, even though Disney's made improvement at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, um, it's it's much smoother. But some people can be like like me. I don't want to go to Magic Kingdom if I have to go through the TTC. As much as I want to experience Haunted Mansion, and I want to experience Pirates of the Caribbean, because you know I'm old now. I mean, I'm happy. I ride Hulk 27 times at Universal. It's not an issue about the coaster. I'm just not as impressed. I didn't come to Disney to ride Big Thunder Mountain, mm. but it takes me out of the experience. I, even when I walk down Main Street, I'm still thinking about being at the TTC. TTC, I agree, is a complete nightmare. I haven't I haven't gone through it in in years because I've always stayed on property. Right. But many people compare the security hub to the TTC, which I feel is unfair. But if you're used to avoiding it, like my wife has a friend and, and she's my friend too, but who will not stay anywhere else. She says it's for express pass, but it's really so she doesn't have to go to security. I mean, she went for years and years and didn't know what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, 
any other kind of resort question? Because that's really the struggle. It's, I mean, it's it's like how do people decide where to stay at Walt Disney World? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I've stayed at, at Disney World. I've stayed at almost all of the right. hotels, other than the super, like the super deluxe. Like, oh, I left some. I left an important detail out. Mm. This is very significant detail. Um, Cabana Bay. Remember, I started this with if they could eliminate the problems I usually experience at Cabana Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cabana Bay has and Universal has done this, and it's kind of burned me a couple times, but. I was paying like $75 a night. So what am I going to complain about? Um, a lot of cheer groups and sport groups and other things you experience at Walt Disney World, Universal has taken those over. Mm. And they're tending to stay at Cabana Bay. And when we went in December, they had the big Pop Warner event, which is the biggest of the big of the cheer and the football. And it's, it's, it's the thing. Try as someone who functioned as a student minister for so long and knows what how hard it is to keep even the best of children behaving in a hotel. They had to bring out extra security to make sure that the children followed the COVID procedures and everything. And they had, and so it was really a problem. And shocker, they were really noisy and made lots of noise in the hall. Yeah. I, and when you stay at Cabana Bay, um, if if your room is close to where the towers are or where the tower rooms are, it can feel like walking from Portofino to Studios, Florida. It feels like forever just to get to the lobby, to get to the buses, to get to that. I know it's not that far, but I did time it one time because we were at the very last room in the original build. And it took, using the elevator, it took, and I just got on the elevator, went down, got to the buses. It took me nine minutes to get from my room to the bus. And all I did was just walk. Mm. And I'm like, huh, that is really far. <laughs> so that, that's a whole different conversation. So you got to watch that. But you can get that at the All-Stars too. Oh, so. yeah. I'm, I remember staying at the All-Stars during the middle of a cheer competition. And it was yeah. it was a nightmare. Yeah. And, and the, endless, the Surfside and Dockside, the Endless Summer Resorts, here are the standard complaints. And these are absolutely true. Um, the rooms, the walls are thin. Mm. Compared right. to where I stay at the Doubletree, where I usually stay at the Doubletree, which is literally across the street from one of the entrances on Kirkman Road. Um, it's really obvious the walls are thin at Surfside and Dockside. Um, it wasn't a problem in our last day, but when it got busier, you could hear the people next to you. Yeah, right. And, and Surfside and Dockside have lots of adjoining rooms. And so that adjoining door makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah. Now, people who stay in the suites, they have not usually experienced that same problem. Um, Usually the issue at Surfside and Dockside, and once again, if the price is low, what are you complaining about? Because I've been in, I usually tell people, have you, have you ever been in the bathroom at the All-Stars and you felt like you could hear everything else going on around you? So, I mean, I, I get that. Um, is the towels at Surfside, and supposedly they're going to change these. Uh, my wife compared them to things she used for exfoliation. They were terrible. Okay. <laughs> and she's absolutely correct. Now they improved that at Dockside, but if you're if you're gonna stay in the summer, what you do is you go to the pool, you grab the pool towels and you put them in your room. And you Yeah, that them. sounds sounds sensible if you want to keep your skin. Right. And and that's really one of the big things. Um really, if you can live without uh, the standard rooms at Surfside and Dockside don't have coffee makers in them. Um, but 
Of course, for Ryan, that will not be a problem because you will be at Starbucks at 6.01 when it opens. I'll be there, yeah. Yeah, so that's not a problem. Um, you do tend to get a lot of misinformation about when the parks, when the buses start running when you stay at Cabana Bay and Surfside. They always tell you an hour before the park opens. Mm. The buses always start at least an hour and a half before the park opens. But they always tell you an hour. I don't know why. I've never really understood that. Um, I think realistically, that's about all of the legitimate criticism. Surfside and Dockside feels like you're offsite. But if you were coming from the UK, um, if you stay at Surfside, there, once you learn where the parking garage is and the exit out the parking garage, um, you can walk on an international drive because you're right there on international drive. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you can walk out. There's a Thai place across the street. There's a Walgreens where you can buy sodas if you want it. There's an Applebee's restaurant. I don't know if you have those in the UK, but it's it's your standard generic American chain with burgers and steaks and that kind of thing. It's yeah. not bad, but it's it's we even consider it a lower level of chain. But they have survived. Whereas if you stay at Dockside, once you can learn your way through the walkway, because Universal has made it very hard for you to escape. Mm. Once you once you <laughs> learn how to escape. There's an internet, there's an IHOP. A lot of people go for breakfast. There's a Red Lobster literally right next door, which a bunch of people went to. You had, if you wanted to, you could dine in a different place for a week's stay, staying at one of those on International Drive at night and never experience any of the other food stuff if you chose to. Yeah. And it didn't, and it didn't rain. Yeah. Yeah. And delivery works really well. As someone who functions in the world of the phone app, my wife makes fun of me like, what did your app give you for free today? Um, you know, they they all deliver to those places, which is fantastic. So, yeah, and yeah. so it's pretty it's pretty easy, but it's just a question of do you want to deal with the prices and you want to deal with the struggle? But you have to remember, if you stay at Surfside, Dockside, or Cabana Bay, those are technically considered three or three and a, three and a half star hotels. They are not considered Hard Rock or Portofino. Yeah. And people are like, yeah. well, I hear this all the time. Well, I stayed at Hard Rock and then I stayed at Cabana Bay. I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. You stayed at the Ritz-Carlton and then you stayed at the Holiday Inn Express. Oh, you mean the Holiday Inn Express wasn't as good? Well, of course not. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it, make, it, it makes sense. I think it's difficult. I think with, with, with Disney, they're all so separated. People can very yes. see the differences a lot more. Whereas at Universal, they're all kind of pretty much within a walking distance. And, and the, the, the clue you always need, because they're run by Lowe's, which I really, I've stayed at their hotels, not at Universal also. They do a great job with their hotels. They do a great job with customer service. But you'll notice in the title, when you look up the official title, the lower hotels, they don't put their name in front of them, even though they run them, because they don't want to be associated with the lower value. Um, it's it's Lowe's Royal Pacific, Lowe's Portofino, Lowe's <laughs> Sapphire Falls, Universal's Cabana Bay, Universal's in the summer. Um, the Hard Rock's a little trickier because I think they rent the name Hard Rock from the Indian reservation or something because they don't actually they don't actually own Hard Rock because that's a different hotel chain, but they have the mm. right to use it for that. Yeah. Uh, did, did, didn't Hard Rock start in the UK? Am I right in saying that? Their first restaurant was in the UK. The first restaurant was in the UK. That I know. Yeah. yeah. I think and now we're getting into legend. Okay. That's the hard rock um, expert. He's got, yeah. I mean, 
the amount of pins that Dan has got from Hard Rock is insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan. As I tell people, hard, I mean, there's a huge, the world's largest Hard Rock cafes right there at Universal. Um, and I tell people, if you want a really good meal, don't go there. But if you want, it's kind of like you're talking about. You know what to expect when you go there. You're right? talking about foot, football players. I know my accent's popping out there. Talk about football players, you know, and you want your team to move up and progress and all these things. Well, they've got this new, you don't call them free agents in your world. There's transfers and something mm-hmm. else. I get confused when you start, to, when they start talking about that. But, well, this person has, this is, they could be really, really good or really, really bad. And you're not sure. Hard Rock is never that. Hard Rock is never great, but it's never terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, at I least agree you know that. what you're going to get. And so you walk in and hand them your $16, $17 US for your burger. And you're like, hey, this is pretty good. And then you leave. Yeah, no, completely agree. I mean, you always know it's, it's, a, it's a safe bet, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, my criticism, and I'm being very over COVID protective, I think you and I have talked about this. A lot, a lot of COVID cases in the US have been attached to dining, out dining and restaurants indoors. Mm. It's got to be here. I know the data is not quite as convincing in your world, but you guys have been more locked down than we have. I'm in a state that's, I'm in a state that's very locked down, Mm. whereas Florida is not, but I'm in a state where it is. And Hard Rock has almost no outdoor seating. Like when I'm going, that's a different conversation we could have if you want to have for a different podcast of how do you do outdoor dining? Because I've not eaten indoors. That's not true. I I ate Bubba Gump's to go inside the Bayliner Diner, which is this gigantic food court at Cabana Bay that literally is the size of a football field. So I was so spread out, it was fine. Um, but that's always tricky. Hard Rock has very limited outdoor seating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely think you're going to have to come back on the show for the uh, Universal Food Tournament. I don't think we can do it without you. Oh, I can handle that. My only <laughs> problem is, is doing the little bit of research I was trying to help you with when you guys were doing it. Either you're not including all the Disney restaurants or Universal has way more restaurants and food places than Disney does per park. Yeah, I think you could be right, to be fair. Because I'm looking at like 40-something for Universal Studios Florida of legitimate places. I know some of them, but each stand had something different. Mm. It wasn't just your standard churro, pretzel, whatever. Yeah, a lot of the Disney, I guess a lot of the Disney stands, we tend to... Sometimes we skip over because they are very similar. Yes. Like Animal Kingdom is with, is an exception because I think a lot of effort has been put into each individual stand in the different areas in, in focusing on what to sell. But what did you did you see the new Raya and Last Dragon um, Disney stuff at Animal Kingdom? They have like a new Sunday with with the little Raya character. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Um, that has a picture on, on the Sunday and it's described as being edible. I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's kind of like the WandaVision cake at Disney Springs where you pay almost $20 for the, <laughs> the WandaVision episode is. I think it is like $20. Yeah, I was like, but, how much? But yeah. they, changed, they changed the picture depending on what episode has just happened. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy money, isn't it? Yes. But that, that's, that's the Disney way. Uh-huh, and, and we keep, well, I'm not paying it, but... People do. They're... Kind of like, well, in your world, we call it soccer, but I know that it's not, okay? In, in your world, teams talk about, well, we lost this much money. No, you didn't. You just didn't make as much money as you yeah. usually do. You didn't lose money. You just made a lot less. Disney's still making money. 
Yeah. Now, granted, if the rumors are true that when Walt Disney World was closed, they lost the potential of a million dollars a day, which tells you how much money they make in a year. Um, you know, yeah, you lost money, but Lex Luthor said that you broke even with all your parks even closed. Yeah, I, I, I do think certainly in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in the US, if they don't change, start thinking about changing things around soon, people are going to stop booking those, those trips to stay on property at Disney World. Yep. I, I, think, I think that'll be fine for the next 18 months, two years, because people have cancelled their vacations or have to move their vacations. So they've got a backlog of people who actually, certainly from the UK, mm-hmm. a backlog of people that are waiting to go as soon as it's okay we, to do so. we got a backlog of people who want to just go to Universal from the UK. That's not counting yeah. the Disney. And yeah. if, Disney, if Disney is 85 to 70% of the theme park market in Orlando and Universal is... 20 then i mean i know of travel agents that are like well the moment the moment we can fly over i've got enough to fill a couple hotels by myself yep so i figure it's got to be five times that much at disney yeah i think so but the thing is once that once that trip is done then yes are gonna have to be like we need to bring back the dining plan we need to bring back fast pass we need to bring back all the benefits that we've got rid of right now right i mean i I know the purpose this was talking about resorts but that's why many of us are starting to think and i'm not really on the inside currently but many of them are starting to think that disney is going to use this as a model to change going to change their entire model to target wow how spoiled can i sound when i say this to target the one percent of the world Mm. and we're only going to target the people who can afford what we want we want to charge yeah, which is going to which which is going to change the model. Now that could work. Welcome to Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. That could work. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at the, the price of that is going to be right. crazy for the the size of the room. It's like and the, if and and if they get that to work, Disney will be self sufficient for an incredibly long amount of time with lower payroll, lower expenses, lower everything, and more profit. Yeah, and you're basically staying in a, in a size room mm-hmm. that is the cupboard under the stairs from Harry Potter. Ah, that's what it was. Royal Pacific. There are some rooms at Royal Pacific, which is a really nice hotel with incredible theming and good dining. And you get express. Some of the rooms have been compared to the cupboard under and Harry Potter <laughs> of how small they are. All it needs is so, a little re-theme and they'll be solid. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I'm not sure Warner Brothers is going to approve that. Yeah. And that's a whole different conversation about Universal and IPs. Yeah, 100%. Well, John, that has been really, really useful. Um, and you're def- yeah, as soon as we get to the universal food, I think we need you on the show to uh, steer us in the right direction because I feel like... I'd- well, I don't, I don't know about steer you in the right direction, but I at least give you a lot of information and confuse you along the way. <laughs> but um, yeah, please, before, before you go, uh, share where people can, can find you on, on Twitter and anywhere else you want to talk about. Well, um, for those of you not knowing I function in the theme park world a little bit in writing, but I'm in between gigs at the moment. So you're fine. So you don't need to find me there. I'm at, I'm surprisingly enough at pastor John J O N self. That's my Twitter handle. I pastor at first Baptist church in Macomb in Illinois at the moment. And we live in the world of online services. So if you're having trouble sleeping sometime, you can listen to whatever I'm preaching on that week. And it can be easily found on our YouTube page, anywhere you want to look. 
brilliant thanks very much john thank you and if you're interested in finding us you can find us on our website themeparktrader.com where we have a whole host of theme park guides news all that kind of thing find us on all of the socials just search for theme park trader and if you've got time and you haven't done so already please do leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and we will be back next week ah there you are and just in time there's a little matter i forgot to mention Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>